The climb continues, baby. The climb continues. Pick up your tickets. Get it your tickets. Sure before, before we're sold out, baby. It sure does. Well, welcome back to a, another episode of Seminoles Sideline 365. Once again, I am your host, KB, and alongside with me is Bruce. Uh, to start off the show, once again, if you are not already a subscriber and you like what you see, or if this is your first time, go ahead and click uh, the subscribe button, the like button, and helps us get the word out there about the show every week um, and also alerts you whenever we have a live show every single week. Um, also, if you are more of an audio uh, listener and can't make the show every week, go ahead and look us up on Apple iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and you can listen to it on your ride into work or wherever you're going this weekend. So uh, once you've done those things, uh, yeah, we can get locked in here. Uh, so we did Hey, our- hey, and you forgot to say, we're always free, baby. We, we are always oh. free. You know, a lot of people think subscribe, it's going to link you into something. No, no, it's free, baby. It's free. Yes, it is free. It is free. Um, free for free for all the fans. So, yeah, uh, it's been, uh, yeah, how, how are everything? Before we get into the business today, we're going to cover, you know, uh, fall camp week two. Uh, any any big news from there, we'll, we'll go over here today. Uh, and then we'll break down our part two series of our schedule review, where we'll go through uh, the f- next three games on the on the schedule. Um, four and, games. Uh, four four games. games, yeah. Next four games on the schedule, the second uh, second part of the schedule. And uh, we'll give our projections there. Uh, but before we get into that, how uh, how is everything on your end? Hot as hell down here in Florida. I hope those early teams that are coming down here, like Duquesne, they better. I hope they have the heaters turned up. They probably don't have an indoor facility. Let's. I'm gonna guess they don't. They should be down in like freaking Texas or New Mexico working out for like a week, or come down Florida State for a week, rent out Jacksonville High School outside. I'm telling you, it's hot. I mean, it was 94 degrees today. Tomorrow's gonna be like 97. You know, so uh, and high humidity rotations are going to be important. So it's been really hot, but I did play golf yesterday, but there was a lot of shade on the course. So I was able, able to get in that shade and everything, but uh, Hey, I got a little bit of a bone to pick and I want to bring this up now. I I know nothing about that. No, no, I know You, you can distance yourself. Listen, I made a challenge in the spring to big coop. Okay. To Big Coop and to Coach Norvell, I said, listen, for charity, this is not about us. This is about local charity or national charity, whatever groups you guys want to pick. You pick them. I've got my own favorites. I have my own favorites, but you pick them. I love St. Jude's Hospital. We're going to do this for charity. I put out a challenge race because Coach Norvell and Coop, they run this little sprint right after, uh, you know, right during practice there. I put this out in the spring, got no answer. No answer. I think they think I'm kidding. I said it was 200 before. I'm going to 500 $500. The two losers put their money down. It goes to the best charity that they want to pick. We'll let Coop pick it. We'll let Coop pick it. And, you know, sometimes I think people think I'm kidding. You know, I've got an envelope here, and they think it's stuffed with paper or something. The hell with that, baby. The hell with that. This ain't no, this ain't no joke. This ain't no joke. Right here. Right here. $500. All in 20s. There you go. All in 20s. This is not made up. 
You can see this ain't play money. That's real money. Okay. I get no reply. I put it out again today on our Twitter account. If anybody's out there and they have a direct ear to Coop or they have a direct ear to Coach Novell, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Listen, uh, you know, come on. This right. isn't a stunt. This is for charity. And I'll take you both on. I have no fear. <laughs> I have no fear. Okay. All right. All right. That's what go. I got. And look, I'm putting it back into the envelope, but right. it went from two to five hundred dollars. There, <laughs> there it is. Well, the and op- they can hold the money when I put my sneakers on. <laughs> no, I well, don't know. Do I have to go down there and hold a sign? Uh, you know, right there at the uh, graveyard there. You know. I may not hurt. What do you want me to do, KB? What else can I do? I think the next time they meet, they uh, make a little sign outside of a practice one day. Just yeah, let's juice, let's juice this run up a little bit, you know? <laughs> do a little picket. Do a little All picket. Right. All right. Hey, well, one, yeah. one last thing. <laughs> one last thing. What? One last thing. Then we'll get into it. But this is important. One of our own FSU alumni, former player, Leroy Butler, going into the Hall of Fame tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. tomorrow night now the hall of fame game's on now i watched a little bit of it you know it's kind of like watching practice films it gets kind of boring yeah guys are fighting for jobs i get that the rookies are fighting for jobs i get that by leroy butler i i watched almost every one of his games during the college years and you say well when were those college years about 1988 to 1990 okay he played under the legendary Bobby Bowden. But the thing, if you don't, if you as fans out there don't remember Leroy Butler, he is remembered for one big play. Okay. And I'm going to, you know, I've got a few notes here. I want to make sure I get this right. He is, he is remembered for the punt rooski called by Coach Bowden, 1988, against the rival Clemson Tigers. We're backed up on our own 21-yard line. It's fourth down. Fourth down with a minute, 30 seconds left to play, and the score's tied, 21 to 21. What are you going to do, Coach? You're going to punt it? You're going to punt it? We go back and punt formation. We go back and punt formation. Bond calls for the trick play. The snap goes back to the up-back Dane Williams. It slipped off to Butler, who runs 78 yards, baby, all the way down. He couldn't quite get there. He gets right down there, and we kick a field goal. Florida State wins. Florida State wins. It was crazy. I watched the game on TV. Some of you folks weren't even alive then. It was unbelievable. Leroy Butler carried that ball, carried us to glory that day. And then he gets drafted in the NFL. He's picked in the second round, like the 48th. Draft pick by the Green Bay Packers spends his entire team, his entire career with the Green Bay Packers from 1990 to about 2001, I think it was. Great career, made All Pro. They won a, they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, they beat the uh, Patriots that year. Okay, yeah. you yeah. know, this guy is, a, and you know what? He's a great guy off the field too. Mm-hmm. So look, salute. Leroy Butler, one of the greatest players ever to play the game and ever to play at Florida State. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Great, great uh, recall there and great uh, call out. Um, so yeah, uh, look out for him tomorrow for that ceremony. If you can uh, watch it, if you have cable, uh, but excited for that as well. So uh, yeah, I think we covered the bases. Uh, nothing much went on in my end. Uh, it has been hot, but we got some thunder thunderstorms tonight, thankfully. Uh, cool things down. And, uh, yeah, ready, ready to uh, move forward. So uh, yeah, let's pick up on some news notes from around camp. Uh, once again, uh, we're, in, we're in full pads this week, which is great to see. Uh, once then you get there, you, you can take as many observations as you want out of camp. Um, you're just playing against yourself, really. Uh, the only thing you're really looking for is to no major injuries, which as of now, I've not, there's been no reports of any major well, injuries, which is. Let me, let me interrupt you just for a second. There was a hint at a couple of not so serious injuries on the O line coming out of practice today. Okay. And that yeah. was from coach Norvell. Yeah. He didn't give names. I'm assuming they were a couple of starters giving everything I've heard. And of course the media guys didn't really follow up on it. Cause that's a sin. If you ask the coach who they were, cause no coaches want to give out names. Well, as a rule, Florida state doesn't really technically really report on injury okay. switches. I know, I know, I know, but it looked like it was a couple of the, uh, uh, starters, maybe right. so they were able to shuffle shuffle some other guys in there. Yeah, I, I get all the rules. I get all that. Sorry to interrupt you, KB. No, no. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that was really the biggest thing. No, no major major injuries have been reported. Once again, with Florida State, it's hard to tell because tech, uh, really the coaches have an informal rule where they don't really kind of give that up to the media. Uh, you know, unless it's kind of obvious. Um, or you know, but uh, yeah. So nothing on that end. Uh, really, what you're getting is is news and notes from receivers looking good. You know, there's been you know rumors about uh, Brian Courtney kind of looking you know pretty consistent early on. You know, he's a true freshman kind of filling out that tight end position. Um, but you don't, you know, who's never played tight end. Before. Exactly. Exactly. So I think maybe it's just a surprise of how maybe more polished he looks having been raw at that position. Uh, a lot of great, uh, a lot of great things coming out about Julian Armella, which is who's been one of the top rated recruits on the offensive line that's ever come to Florida state in the last five to 10 years, um, living up to his high four, five-star uh, recruiting rating out of high school. They say he, he kind of looks the part he's going against Jared verse, the transfer, you know, out of Albany. And he's, he's, he's able to hold his own against him, you know, and there's going to be mistakes. He's a true freshman. He's probably not going to see a lot of playing time, but showing when you're able to bring in the caliber of athlete, like Julian, you know, he's a legacy, you know, a legacy symbol. His dad played here. Uh, these are the guys when you bring in high talent guys, those guys don't need three to four years of transition time to be able to play for Florida State. Those guys can, if if two or three guys go down, you can put them in and they can and they can play some type of role for you this season potentially. You don't want them to have to to go in and plug them in right away, but it seems like you're you're bringing a higher caliber of offensive line athlete, and they're able to get high quality reps against the starters. And that's and that's the thing that's going to bring up the the level of quality on this program is that you don't have starters playing against low quality backups you don't have your backups playing against lower quality backups um you're having you're raising the floor of the program and we guys going to practice and the ones are playing against the twos and the twos are playing against the ones and twos are playing against the threes the the talent gap isn't dramatic anymore it, it's becoming a little bit tighter and so every rep is a quality rep and i think that's really what you're trying to you're starting to see more and more in practice is that there's not as huge of a drop off between the ones and twos in certain positions other position groups i think Maybe like the the wide receiver room, tight end room, uh, other things like that. There may be a bigger gap, 
Um, as of right now, we're still trying to put that room together. But I, I think it's stuff like the offensive line where Coach Atkins has done a great job starting to fill that room with not just bodies, but quality bodies. You're starting to see a lower drop off on that, especially when they go against the defensive line. But, you know, the, those are the biggest things. And you got guys like Darren Williamson come back. He was, he was injured and um, he was trying to show some flashes early when he, when he got back into practice. Tate Rodemaker has been getting some call outs. Once again, uh, I don't trust Tate until he's actually in the game, but it's good to see that he seems to be getting more consistent. Uh, and then there's some rumors about Deuce Span. Uh, showing off his big body, using his six, seven size to two up and catch passes, which is what you want to see. But once again, he's a truly raw guy, and I don't think we're actually going to know what he looks like until he's talking about Deuce or Johnny no. Wilson, who's six seven. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, I was talking about Johnny. Uh, but but Deuce also got some praise. But Johnny, like you said, is a six seven receiver. But Deuce also transfer is is pretty raw. Both those guys, I'm not going to trust until I see them actually do it in a real game situation. But you know. This is all we can take out of it. The last thing I want to bring up is the the most consistent thing I've heard out of all practices from coaches to player players when they're interviewed and from all the media outlets is that uh, Azaria Thomas looks like he's the real deal in terms of uh, being able to play defensive back position, being able to play as a true freshman, and being one of the you know basically one of the top guys they've seen come into that position in a while. And you know, Florida State's had a, a great tradition of bringing in defensive backs, but they say. He looks the role. He he prepares for the role the right way. Um, and you remember, he was one of these recruits they got the last minute, essentially. Uh, they got it right on signing day. And, and he kind of, uh, you know, he kind of took away the a little bit of the sting when you lost your top recruit, the number one recruit in the country. But he's a 96 stock, you know, 96 rated recruit that you brought in at the last second. And, uh, and he's starting to, sh- and he's actually showing it in the practice field. But once again, you take it for it with a grain of salt, but I'm really excited about him because I think he's going to be able to make a game one impact based on everything I'm hearing in terms of his consistency and the way he holds himself in that position. So those, those are kind of my initial things that I've, I've kind of grasped so far, but I, I know you're able to watch a little bit more than I am. So what, what do you, what do you want to bring up? Yeah, obviously we're, we're not standing there at practices, but I don't think you learn that much more standing there. I mean, yeah. in, in terms of action, I, I put out a tweet earlier this week that, you know, man, I, I'd, lo- I'd love to see uh, a scrimmage or two uh, against uh, like Crosstown, uh, Crosstown uh, Florida A&M. Yeah. Okay. Now, they're not a power five team, but you know what? They got guys. They play football. Let's yeah. let's let's bring them in, you know, bring freshmen against freshmen in, bring the team against team in. Seven on sevens, you know what I mean? Uh, Some just controlled situations. I don't think I've ever heard of that being done in college football, and I've brought this up before. It's done done in the pros all the time. In fact, uh, Miami is getting ready to have controlled scrimmages against Tampa Bay. You know, this goes on because they – it's the only way you can really see how guys are because you don't care about the other guy on the other team, you know? You don't have to live and eat with that guy. Yeah. I wish yeah. they would do that. Well, then we'd yeah. learn more because right now what we're learning is, as you said, KB, okay, this guy caught a pass. This guy looked good. He grabbed one. I heard uh, Johnny Wilson has had a, a good day on, on today uh, as well as this week a little bit. Keyshawn Hilton made a great catch in the end zone. I think it was yeah. uh, and, and so on. And Makaya Pitt, you know, when you hear the coaches talk, they're throwing out all the names. 
Now, it's impossible for every guy, but I get how that works. We get how the coaches have to throw out that praise because they know kids are watching this stuff. And maybe they're doing all this stuff, and that's great. But the bottom line is, do you make that key catch? Do you make that catch in the game that counts? That's really what it's going to take. Uh, Supposedly, the secondary is going to be a strength. It looks like the defense is going to be much better than where we were last year. Okay, We've kept the coaching staff there together. We've kept a majority of of people returning there uh, back to starting positions. I think there's going to be increased rotations there early in the season if, if, if because they have quality backups now. Yeah. I'm excited to see Dennis Briggs moving out to Fox now on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this guy could make a difference. This guy could have a money year. Okay, he's certainly he's certainly going to hold his own there against the run. Can he get to the quarterback? Does he have enough speed and agility to get to the quarterback? Uh, I thought it was kind of interesting when I heard one of the media guys there, you know, on on, on field media guys, not associated with, you know, they cover Florida State, but they're not associated with the university. But they, one of them said, well, the quarterbacks were limited due to sh- the shuffling of the offensive line around. And I thought to myself, well, what if your quarterback goes down in the regular game? You don't start limiting your playbook at that point. All your quarterbacks, or at least uh, Tate, he should know the full playbook. So you mean if you put in two extra guys on the offensive line, all of a sudden it changes your whole game plan? It could, but we're hoping that the depth in the offensive line will you well, shouldn't don't you have mean, a big drop off. Well, don't you mean that that the rotation that it just mean I, I took that as meaning that the offensive all the offensive line didn't know the same blocking schemes and packages, so they could they couldn't run as many plays. Yet. Yeah, That's but some of, the, some of the backups have been there a year or two. I'm not talking about putting in a freshman, okay? I'm not talking about putting in a freshman, you know, in that regard. But, eh, whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, not a lot learned this week. No major injuries uh, that we've heard about, and certainly no injuries to the guy we're riding on. We're riding the same horse, and uh, that's Travis. Yeah, you no, know, that, that, that's the key thing. You know, they're, all the quarterbacks got green jerseys, but they, you know, you can twist an ankle. I was a little floored to see them catching footballs when they're throwing each other, just warming up. Now you say, well, is that a big deal? But guys guys jam their fingers all the time oh, with balls God. being okay. thrown, ass well, basketball players. They might still just wear gloves or, uh, you know, big. No, no, uh, no. How about having some other guy stand there, a TA to do it? Okay. Just, uh, just saying. Okay. But, okay, I think the conclusion is no major injuries yet, which is great. I got one other thing. What What is that? Now, one thing, Coach Mike left the uh, uh, left his coaching 101 uh, words at one point when he really kind of ripped into – the special teams, I think that was on Tuesday. Okay, they had they Wednesday blocked, off. They had a blocked kick. Well, they had a, a, a snap that kind of rolled back. They had a blocked kick, I think. And he basically said that whole side, that special teams, looked didn't look good. So, yeah. he, he didn't quite use those words like I would use. He, he just said 
they need a lot of work there. And it, they they have – I mean, it's that whole special team side has not been – And we had problems there last year. Yeah. And, and, and you know the guy that I, I've been looking for a little bit is the guy that came on as a preferred walk-on. You know the guy I'm talking about from yeah. Columbia? Yeah, from Columbia. Mickey Russo. I think it's Russo. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even – I, I had to look him up because I hadn't seen him on any film, any media film at all. And I saw these guys catching punts. I never saw him. But I did see him on some film catching a few punts on the film I looked at today. Now, he's working with the wide receivers, and he's also working he's working with, a, with the, uh, the punt return guys. But I thought I, there was kind of this big hype. He's going to come in and – but I think he was the only one that was hyping him. I, well, I, I, I think don't he will. Anyone else I, I hope they give this guy a chance. I mean, for what we're seeing so far, we'll see. Maybe they have to screw up a few times before he gets his opportunity. I think and you're if, good enough. You'll play. Yeah, you know, I, if I, I, he may true. not be the fastest guy down the field, but if he can, if he can catch the punt, that's important. Okay. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I, I would agree with you there. So yeah, no injuries. You want to see consistency, and that—that's really what you're looking for at this point. Um. Uh, the only other big breaking news uh, I'll probably want to cover before we get into it uh, is that we did get a uh, a tran- our last transfer of the year uh, to commit. Uh, that kind of will close out the class uh, at this point. Uh, and it's an interesting transfer. It's someone that we had tweeted about. It's a uh, signature transfer, not just a commit. Yeah, yeah, it's a signature. Yeah. I, I see we'll there's play, a difference. We'll play and this I, year. We'll play and this I, year. Tweet, I, I tweet about that a lot. To me, Commit means nothing to these guys anymore. It's basically when you sign. Yeah. So uh, it, Malik Fe- uh, Feaster is uh, a transfer from Jacksonville State. Um, uh, and you may remember him because yeah. uh, this is the team that beat us. Jacksonville State is the team that beat us last year. Defensive back there. So once again, uh, the team looking to bring depth uh, in, into that second day, which is going to be probably one of the strongest points on the year. Uh, once again, this guy brings a veteran uh, presence. He's an eight ton. He was an eight ten or Atlantic Sun Player of the Week multiple times there. So he, he's not going to be slotted as a starter. You don't need a, a new starter. But I think what it gives you is a great um, additional piece. Uh, it's part of that defense backfield. More, more. Uh, another he could kind play of nickel leader. too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think and more special teams is, and special teams. Yeah, uh, more more depth, more leadership. Uh, I I don't think you can ever go wrong there. You so know, a I, lot of these guys cool. have to remember too when they go to the next level, go to the NFL. A lot of them make those teams by being a good special teams player. Yeah. If yeah. you can't play special, I don't care if you're a running back or and, whatever. You've got to play special teams. And I think that's really where he's probably going to start because he's so late getting into camp that he, that's probably where he's going to be starting. Why was he so late getting into camp? I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking it's probably he had to get summer school grades probably put okay. together. And, and yeah. that's probably what helped help things up. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, welcome him to the team. Uh, excited to have him a part of uh our the backfield, our defensive backfield. So yeah, let's uh, let's break into it now. So tonight we're going to be going over the uh, kind of the middle half of the schedule, uh, breaking down those games. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and, and kick it off right away. So uh, the middle half of the schedule. If you're not, you know, if you haven't been catching uh, or if you haven't been looking it up, um, I'll pull it up on the screen right now so you can kind of see. So the middle half of the schedule you have here, we're going to be going through the Boston College. Wake Forest, NC State. Oh, we already did Boston College. Oh, yeah, you're right. Wake Forest, NC State, Clemson, and then Georgia Tech. So uh, these four games in the middle part of the season going through uh, October, basically the month of October. 
um, is what we're going through is that that middle third there. So uh, let's go let's go break it down now. Uh, let's start with uh, Wake Forest then. Uh, that's going to be in Tallahassee, which is good. Uh, you're playing a Wake Forest team that was competing all the way till the end to the for the ACC title, uh, and they bring back a lot of people. Um, you know, they're they just seem to make the most out of the talent that they can get. Um, they bring back their talented uh, quarterback, Sam Hartman. Um, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I don't do a ton of Wake Forest research. I just know that they don't lose a lot every single season because they're not getting guys drafted out of the, the draft, but they, they always have this super senior team and then have capable backups. So um, I think at home uh, against Wake Forest, you're going to still struggle. You struggled with them uh, last year. Um, I know we're, we're capable of playing better. We Technically, we should have a better football team than them uh, talent-wise, but we know that's not always uh, how things work out um, uh, when it's all said and done. You know, you lost by 21 points them last season. Um, you you kind of got blown out in the first half and could not score, even come close to scoring in the second half last year. Um, and that was on the road. Um, but I think, I, and I think you're still going to struggle. You didn't have Gordon Travis for that game last season, uh, which hurt you, obviously. You, you were with Milton, who couldn't move the ball. Um, you were able to really weren't able to contain uh, the passing game, the rushing game. Sam Hartman almost had 300 yards passing. Uh, they were able to run all over us. Um, I think it'll be a lot closer because I hopefully Travis will be still healthy. Um, if he's not, then you're going to have the same result. But I, I, I'm, I'm going to pick Wake Forest by seven in this game. What are your thoughts? Uh, I agree with a lot of things that you said. Um, the, the biggest there's some big pluses here uh, that we're, that we're going to have to overcome. And one is they're very well coached. Okay. I, I, I think their, their, their coach is a very good coach and they've got him wrapped up now for some years there because he's that good. All right. He makes the best of the talent he can find. So he goes under the radar and they find guys and more importantly, they develop those guys. You know, they develop those guys. They, this being a home game, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be tough because this, the quarterback, Sam Hartman, seems like the guy's been there for 10 years. Yeah. You know, he's been there. I think this is like his fifth year or something like that. Yeah. He's been, he's been there a while. So this guy is really solid. He's, and, and he knows their offense and he's smart. He's not, physical but he's very smart and he delivers the ball on time mm-hmm. that's going to be a problem because they're going to score points he that will be a big test of our secondary a big test of our secondary for us to win this game they don't make a lot of mistakes and they're they're, they're sound in, in terms of their basics and their techniques most analysts most analysts, national analysts, are seeing they're going to win eight to nine games. To get to that eight to nine win total, they've got to beat Florida State. For us to get to hopefully six to seven wins, we have to beat them. This is a must game for Florida State to win on the road. With Jordan Travis, we're going to score more points. And if our defense is better, I believe we can win this game. I believe we will win the game. I pick FSU plus three. Okay. By three, 
The best thing going in our favor is they play Clemson before they play us. However, they get a bye week. So they get two weeks to get better and, and cure that any hangover from, from Clemson, who they're going to probably lose to. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so I, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Yeah, they, they, they're not going to want to lose at home to Florida State. It's going to be a barn burner. It's flip of a coin. Could go either way. Florida State needs it, and they need it. Yeah. I pick Florida State with plus three. Yeah, I want to correct myself. Uh, uh, Travis did play in the game, but it was one of those games where it was like split both ways, and, and Basie Mill played the whole second half. Um, and Travis was just in one of those places where they he's just ineffective. Yeah, he's just yeah, kind of ineffective. And he only threw six passes, and it was just basically they went with Milton for some. Now, yeah, let, let's remember too, Wake was eleven and two last year. Yeah, they were. No, yeah, they they and they bring back basically. It's they bring like back just about everybody, and so, so they're going to be a veteran team. They're going to be. They're not easy. No, and, and I'm, that's what I'm saying. I don't. It, it's really how much better has Florida State? We know what we know what Wake Forest is capable of. Bringing everybody, but has yeah. Florida State gotten 21 points better? Have they gotten 21 points better? Can they manage their turnovers? They turn over. I mean, Milton had two interceptions. He's gone. So I, I don't, you know, but can they effectively run the ball, which they couldn't against Wake Forest this year? I think we have the running box to do it. I think the line is going to get incrementally better to be able to do that. Can they, can they make up that, that I, I think play, playability gap? I don't think it's just skill gap. It's I think it's ability to play the game, execute better with with the adding talent as well. So I and I think the I think it'll be built in the trenches. I think the offensive line play will be a big indicator. This is this is one of these games. We're going to be in a lot of games this year that are going to be exciting right down at the end. I don't think we can blow anybody out, and I don't think we're going to get blown out. I think it's going to be a lot of these games are going to be toss up games. Yeah. yeah, and a blowout to me is seventeen points or more. I, I I don't I think we're going to be okay, but it's going to come down to you know a pass, a catch, a field goal. You know, it's, it's going to be a roller coaster. All right, so you have you have a Wake Forest as a win. I have it as a loss. Okay. Um, all right, we're going next to October eighth at NC State. Um, I will be at that game actually. So okay, that's a ro- that's a road game. Yeah, um, it'll be in Raleigh, which is always a interesting place to play. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, I think once again, uh, you're, you're playing against another, another tough team that returns one of the top quarterbacks, if not in the AC, uh, probably in, in NCAA, uh, next season. Hey, ACC. Me, hold it. Hold it. I need to correct myself. I might've said, I thought, you know, my, if I, if I said this is incorrect, we are playing Wake Forest at home. At home. And that's why I give Florida State the edge because it is a home game and and I'll give us three points there okay, okay. go ahead um yeah so you're playing once again it's a very similar situation uh with NC State they lose some people but they bring it back good pieces of their offense uh 93 last year uh second in the Atlantic right behind Wake Forest um and uh they were a they weren't a strong running team but their passing game was was stellar top 20 and you know they bring back their quarterback they're they're you know potentially Devin Leary who threw for you know 3,500 yards last year um is super efficient he does not throw interceptions he only threw five interceptions all last year uh, he's like Sam Hartman he's very effective with the football in his hands yeah he's not he's not going to beat you with his legs he is going to stand in the pocket and he's going to make the right throw and he's not going to make his team pay for it um he's super and he can throw guys open um so I I think 
once again, you're playing on the road. It's going to be a hostile environment. You're playing against a veteran-led team. I, I don't I don't see honestly. I think it'll be a very a much more tighter game this season. Um, it, it, I mean, it, it was it was kind of a blowout early last year, and then Florida State kind of made it tight at the end. I just I don't see. I don't know. I, I it's going to be tough for me to see Florida State winning this game. Um, you know, it was 28-14 last year, um, and that was at home. I, I I don't see Florida State winning this game. I'm going to give I'm going to give it seven. Uh, you know, NC State some uh, touchdown uh, win on this on the road or Florida State on the road. They're going to lose by seven. Yeah, I, NC State. There a lot of the uh, a lot of the prognosticators who do this for a full time living. They're really picking them to end up in the championship game. Yeah, uh, they see that as a possibility. So if they see that, they know this is a strong team. They've got a veteran quarterback, Devin Leary, as you mentioned. That's always a good thing. You've got a proven guy there. When you put the football in his hands, if he can stay healthy, he can move the ball. They can score some points. So you're just trying to muster up some defense. If they have a weakness, it'll be a little bit on their defensive side, maybe in their defensive backfield. And that's where that's where we're going to have to test their backfield. If they stack that line, I think a lot of uh, a lot of teams don't respect Jordan Travis's arm. They respect his well, legs, but they see him as an average thrower. That um, is the one caveat is that once again, Jordan Travis did not play in last year's matchup, which I you know I, I kind of take into consideration. It, it's tough because, like you said, you don't know if he's going to be healthy. But go on. But he was not you know he wasn't a part of last year's game at all, so they didn't have to account for that. So this game being on the road at NC State uh, with uh, Coach Dave Durison, he, you know, he always has a good coaching staff. They're always well prepared. You know, he's he's a good, respected coach. Uh, this is going to be a tough game. But with so much in NC's favorite and that being a home game, a road game for us, I got to go. I got to go with NC State in this one. And I see it about seven to ten points. Yeah, I, I think I, I think we're on the same page. I just I do think the only caveat to my projection, which you know doesn't really count for anything, is that Jordan Travis did not play in this game, obviously because he was hurt. You didn't you didn't have that playmaking ability on the field last year, which it, I do think swings for seven or ten points on the football. He just because he can make so many plays. But once again, you know, uh, do they respect his throwing ability? Maybe not, but you could not run the ball against NC State last year. Like there was no running game possible, and I do think he opens up those lanes because of that dual threat option. So I do think they'll be able to run the ball more effectively next next you know in the season against them. So I think, but it's on the road, like you said, and it, it's still going to be a battle um, whether or not. Uh, and you lose guys like Jermaine Johnson who helped you know stop the run, but. You know, we'll see, but I agree with you. I, I think it's going to be tough. And I'll, uh, yeah, at seven points, I think it'll be the difference there. Yeah, so at, at this point, for this part of the season, for my predictions, okay, I've got Florida State at four wins and two losses. Yep, yep. That's where I am. I don't. Uh, where are you at? Do you know? I, I have the full projections ready to go once we go oh, through it. okay. All right. Okay. All right. Um. So, yeah. So, the next game that we have is Clemson. Uh, home, a home game. Yeah, home game for us. Yeah, home against Clemson. Uh, game we probably should have won last year. Uh, you know, I, I think even with all the turmoil, that was a game. That was a winnable game. 
just couldn't put it together there. You know, you lose 20 to 30 on the road. The Clemson was not playing well at the time. You kind of couldn't put it all together. Uh, you know, it's at home finally, which is great. Um, I, I think there's going to be a couple factors to this. Is, is Clemson able to put it back together? You know, they lose a, a bunch of key staff members. Is DJ playing like freshman DJ or is he playing like last year DJ? Uh, I think that we'll see if he's if that quarterback position for Clemson is. If is they have a guy ready to go. It's solid. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Um, I, I don't trust people I haven't to have never thrown the ball before, but we'll we'll see if DJ can actually if he bounces back from it and if he holds that position down. They did run all over the floor against us, so I, I think that's something that once again I think this is going to be a game that's that's going to be told in, within the trenches. Can Florida State stop? Clemson from running the ball. Like we could not stop uh, Shipley last year at all. He ran for 128 yards and two touchdowns. That that was a deciding factor in the second half. Um, so I think between that and can our offensive line, can this rebuilt offensive line give Travis enough time to be able to stand that pocket and deliver the ball? Travis is not going to be able to run all over the field against Clemson. He's going to have to stand in there and deliver 200 yards plus a passing, in my opinion, to win this game. He can't have one of these 150-yard games, stuff like that. He threw he threw effectively last year, but it wasn't enough. There, there has to be some balance to this attack. You can't you can't throw for 150, run for 65 yards as a team. You There has to be a balanced attack for, the, for them to win this game. I do think the rebuild offense line is going to help. I do think some of these, like Trey Benson, the addition of him to the running game is have a dynamic playmaker like him is going to help. And if you have players like Winston Wright on the receiver room, some of these new weapons, I think I think you're going to have a new look for Clemson this year. Um, I do I do think that, but I do overall think it's going to be it's going to still always a tough game with Clemson. I'm going to give the game to Clemson. I'm going to give it to them by three points. So Florida State down three. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to add to what you said. I can't disagree too much there. Uh, again, uh, you know, they're uh, looking at having a, a good team coming back. Uh, most analysts think they're going to be better than they were last year. They see them as a 10-11 win team, and Florida State's got to be one of those wins for this Clemson team to, to move forward. Uh, I think a, a loss in Tallahassee, by Clemson would be devastating for their season, but for Florida State, it would be the mountaintop. Okay, it would show, and at that point, we would be four and two coming into the game, and we knock off Clemson at home. We've got to get back to protecting home field advantage. We can't be this team that we win some at home, we lose some at home. Until we can protect our turf in most all sports, you cannot be a championship contender in anything unless you can win consistently at home. So yeah. this would be a huge victory for Florida State to pull an upset. Florida State's going to be the underdog going into this game. Yeah. Even at home, they're going to be the underdog going into the game. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not sure DJ Uglava, Uglala, I can't even pronounce his name. I'm sorry. I'm not even sure he'll still be the quarterback by then. But the guy they got backing him up, who's not thrown a pass in college, this kid looks pretty good. He's got big high school numbers, and he's highly rated. He could be the quarterback uh, if if Clemson doesn't get off. They'll they'll be into six games by then. They're going to know who their quarterback is by then. Yeah. The loss of Brent Venerables as the defensive yeah. coordinator. Yeah. How big an impact does that have on that defense? Even though they got a lot of guys coming back. 
Yeah, that's going to be. We'll, fi- we'll find out because the guys calling the plays now are going to be totally different. It makes – it's a feel for the game. It's yeah. a feel and it's a motivation for the game. And defensive coordinators have to be huge mo- motivators. Yeah. And they've got to put guys in the right packages or those guys start to lose faith. We're going to find out where they are six games in. A lot of people have Clemson pick six and zero oh coming into that game. Yeah, and it's also the strength of the strength of their Sorry. schedule isn't yeah super tough. But yeah, I, I agree. I think okay they, they and they have the talent, so it's not like you can be. They have they have a stock of talent too. So well, we're going to see. We're going to get a big test. It's going to be a national caliber game when NC State plays Clemson yeah. at I believe that's at Clemson. That is going to be a very fun game to watch. Very interesting game to watch. Yeah. Okay. So that'll tell us a lot about NC State and Clemson. So what is your selection? Uh, Unfortunately, I got to pick the Clemson Tigers to win by seven. Yeah. Okay. So we're on the same page there as well. So the last game uh, of October, October 29th is Georgia Tech. So right before. And I want to let people know we haven't coordinated on anything we talk about no. before we come on the air. No. So this isn't a well, a well produced no. machine and we're not coordinating on who wins what. No, no, uh, no. So I wish not. Florida State would win them all. But just being realistic here. What, what, trying what to be, like. Hey, real, realism cannot be ever mistaken for negativity or vice versa. No, no. Um, and then you, like I said, to close out October, October you have Georgia Tech. At Game number home. eight. Game yeah. number eight. Um, and Georgia Tech, I, I think, as we all know, is is at a low point. They went three and nine last year, uh, lost their last six games, um, replaced their quarterback, um, kind of rotated between Sims and Yates. Um, they lost their top offensive player, Jamar Gibbs, Jamar Gibbs, who went to Alabama in the transfer portal. Um, I mean, this team is, is going to be on the ropes. Uh, I, you know, we're, we're, they're either going to be in full demolition mode by the time they, they hit Florida State, having played, you know, Clemson, Old Miss, UCF, Pittsburgh. Um, you know, they're, they're going to probably have at least four losses on their record. Uh, they're the going to have more in. than that. And then they play Virginia right before us. So they, they may be five and, you know, three and five by the time. I they think they'll in. be like two and five, uh, but they're going to be, they're going to be beat up coming in on the road. I, I'm going to, I'm going to pick this. is I mean, this is one of the games that Florida state has to win in a dominating fashion. They, they need, these are the games they have to be able to check off. Um, so I'm going to pick Florida state by 14. I'm not going to go in much detail. They, 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 between them losing players, Florida State having the level of talent to beat a team like Georgia Tech at home, it's got to be 14 points, and that's that's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah, I, I would say this is a, an absolute win for Florida State. This is a must win. It shouldn't even be considered that. This is like Duquesne is a, is a win and Georgia Tech is a win. Now, you can put that up on bulletin board material, Georgia Tech, do whatever the hell you want, but you're going to come into Tallahassee and – you're going to get beat up, okay? We're going to be coming off the Clemson game, which is going to be a highly charged emotional game. Could it be a trap game for us? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, it could be a trap game either way. If we lose with a close game to Clemson, there's going to be a lot of emotional down. And if we beat Clemson, then we're going to be sky high. It could be a trap game for us, and Georgia Tech could take advantage of that. Their coaching staff is new, or not new, but Jeff Collins, this could be it for him. This is probably going to be his last year there. They 
they lo- they lost the last two games of last season by a combined okay. score of one hundred to nothing. But they, I mean, they were Notre playing Dame game in Georgia. Georgia. Let's. I, I would say, I, I would say outside. Wait, they, well, wait a minute. I mean, they're just they're just not there. And it's it's another game we can beat up on quarterback Jeff Sims. You know, Jeff Sims pulled the old Chris Parsons. You know, he's getting his getting the recruiting class together and and he's all in just like Chris Parsons all in you know and all of a sudden bam he's gone okay and so like Chris Parsons so he comes back in we should make him pay for that decision so i see this as and they get to open up against Clemson who booked that that's her opening game who booked that one you know that that's that just shows disorganization Throughout the whole thing, they are not going to win six games. They're not going to go to the toilet bowl series. Okay, yeah. they're, they're, it's not going to happen. There, here's who they're going to be. Georgia Tech's going to be maybe Western Carolina. Who you know, Western Carolina always has a fairly decent team, but Western Carolina. I, we don't Duke, need to go through their whole. Season. No way, Duke and Virginia Tech. And I hate to say that they may be they're Virginia not Tech or may not. So. They're not looking good. Florida State wins by 17 points. The only, the only thing I'll, I'll put on this is that the last time these two teams met, Jeff Sims did beat Florida State. And so, like I said, yeah, well, I, I, I want to say we'll beat them. That we'll better beat them never happen again, or we'll be looking for a new coach. Well, I, like I said, if we lose a game like that late in the season, there's going to be there's going to be something done. Or they'll, they'll be, there's going to be a lot of things happening. So, um, but yeah. But yeah, so uh, but yeah, that's that's so I see. So we pick a win there at this point. I have Florida State at five and three. Yeah, so you have them at five losses with losses at LSU, close loss there, close loss to NC State. Seven points to me is close, and Clemson seven points. Uh, so we beat five and three, but we got to beat Duquesne, we got to beat Louisville, we got to beat BC. We got to beat Wake, and we got to beat Georgia Tech. Yeah, so I just put up on the screen your your picks here, uh, so everyone okay. can see that. So yeah, so you got five and three projected record through the yep. first uh, uh, eight games of the season. Uh, yep. Highlighting green on your picks: LSU, NC State, Clemson being the losses in that column, um, which I, which I think is fair. And then if we look at my breakdown uh, on this end as well, I'll switch it over here. Well, anything, anything you want to, anything you want no, to. No, I, I would just want to add that this these games are going to be close. Yeah, and they could go either way. I mean, you could be, you could lose a couple more of these games, or you could win a couple of these games. Yeah, it's going to be that type of season, but a lot depends on Jordan Travis. Yeah. And I'll say we come out to the same records. This is my record. I just popped up here. I get to five and three as well. Um, I basically have us kind of losing three straight, which is it's going to be tough to swallow for the fan base. But I think, you know, I, and I think I could see some of these games rotating, but I think that Wake Forest, NC State, Clemson stretch is going to be tough. Um, if you can pull one of those out, even better. But I think it's that's going to be a rough stretch going in, in the middle of the season and you may have injuries by then you're going to have got some guys banked up. I just think it's a really, those three games are really tough back to back to back. Um, and you're going to, and you could slide all three of them, but you're still at five and three in this position. You're still in a good position to close out your season to get to a bowl game. So I don't think it's all doom and gloom. If you're five and three at the middle of the season, you can still close out strong and get to a bowl game. Yeah, I, that's true. You only need one more win out of the final four. 
Yeah. And if you can't get one win out of that final four, there will be a coaching change. Yes. There, there, there because was. right now, I mean, this is the danger of this. And I, and I understand coaching philosophy in terms of positivity. Coaches, and I, I've done a little bit of coaching, certainly not on a national level like these guys. But what I'm saying is you never allow your players to think negative. You don't have any negativity. You don't put out any negativity, honestly, to the media or to anyone else. You just don't do that. But in your head as a coach, you have great nightmares going on in your head of, yeah. of, of, of what could happen, even though you try to block it out. Yeah. And that's I, the bottom line. I think that's what you, like you said, you have to build. To, even if you go on the losing streak, you have to say, like, we're building. Like, as long as you're being competitive, as you said, like, we shouldn't be blown out by. If we lose to NC State by three, it is what it is. If we lose to Clemson by three, it is what it is. As long as you're not being blown out by 18, to, as long as you're playing competitive in each game, then you can envision yourself winning the next one. And like you said, if we're five and three midway through the season or a little bit past midway through the season with Miami, Syracuse, Louisiana, Florida, you're set up to a win. You, you can project yourself winning the last two or four of those games. That gets you to, to seven wins. And, yeah. and, and with this level of schedule, this is one of the toughest schedules in the nation right now. Florida State is not playing the easy schedule. And that's everyone says that. So a bad team, a bad if Florida State has a bad team, it's going to show it. If they are not prepared, if they are not being coached well, they will not make a bowl. And, and, and then people will be let go. Because a bad team is not making a bowl game with this schedule. If you are a good team and you're able to make a bowl, then that shows there's growth within this program. And I think that's what everybody wants to see. Well, as a minimum, and I've said this before, as a minimum, this team has to win six games or Mike Norvell is gone. Well, it's, I mean, well he, just they show. have to win a minimum of six games and then he buys another year. He gets, a, he gets another year. And there's absolutely no reason why this team shouldn't win a minimum of six games, but they, they can't. They, there's no room to stumble on those people you're supposed to beat, like Georgia Tech. You have to beat Georgia Tech. Yeah, okay? I, I would say on the schedule, there's only about five games that are potentially gimme games. On the like you said, gimme, so not get nothing's a gimme in college football, but are easy games. Are 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 I see two. Games. I see two games on here that should be automatic wins: Duquesne, Georgia. I'm sorry, three: Duquesne, Georgia Tech, and, and Louisiana. Nice that's that. it. Those yeah. are three victories. So you need to get three to four more victories. That's it. But you can lump in Georgia Tech, Syracuse, and 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 well, I'm lumping them in. I mean, I I think there's just going to be a lot of toss-ups here. That's to be honest. I mean, it's going to be scary. I mean, there were years. There were years ago. We walked into a field. And I was either there or watching on TV. I expected to win, but that—that that I don't. I don't have that expectation right eight, now. It's going to be. A, it's going to be a clawed Florida out State battle. Team. The good Florida State team beats Syracuse. A bad, a bad game plan. The bad uh, coach team of Florida State team is it loses to Syracuse. That that's just Syracuse in no way. I don't. Is bad I don't I'm State. not sure. There's it's a, no. There's no yeah. dimension that Syracuse football is better than Florida State. I don't. I don't care how many. Bad recruiting cycles we've had. Da, da, da. Syracuse has no right to beat Florida State in any time. I agree. I agree with you. So, if you so lose many that of game, these, you, you, so you're you're badly prepared or, or badly. So prepared. many of these games are gonna be so close that it comes down. You could lose a game 
you know, you're down there and you're kicking a 15 yard field goal and the snap goes bad and you lose okay. the game. But you don't lose seven, eight, nine, ten okay. games. You're like saying that. we you shouldn't be in a position to lose these close Correct. games against right. those teams. You know? Because those are anomalies. You're not going to lose every game, but one team ever so often will have bad luck for us. But you're not going to lose every game on a 50 yard field goal. You're putting yourself in the position. You're play. putting in a position. Yeah, you shouldn't be putting yourself in that position. Yeah. If you're fumbling the ball three times a game, four times, like you deserve to lose at that point. That that's not you luck. know, there's that's- gonna be some early indicators once we get through the the the, the Duquesne scrimmage is against LSU. How many times do we get our how many times do we get out off the field with our defense three and out, make the other team punt? We can't give up these long drives. You know what I mean? And that's an indicator. We're going to have to make significant increases in all of our national stats to get to seven wins and yeah. maybe even six. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think we got a lot to see. Like I said, we're only a, a, what, a couple of weeks now, August 4th, yeah. three weeks away from the first game of season against Duquesne on August 27th. Plenty so, of tickets left for that game. Yeah, three weeks away. So but, get your tickets if you don't have already. Um would be a good game to go see. Yeah, that's a you know you can get in there for ten bucks. Okay, yeah. you go on StubHub, Ticketmaster. You don't have to go through the box office where they want twenty five or thirty, uh, but uh, maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But you go on StubHub, people are selling their season tickets. They're not going to go to the game. You can t- get in there, take your whole family of four, and be done at forty bucks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So definitely, um, you know, you know, and you know, so. Get out there, see the game, but it's going to be hot as double L's because it's a five o'clock game. Yeah, but enjoy it. Go down there, see the team. Yeah, keep uh, price and uh, yeah, have a good time. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's most of our uh, on my end. Uh, anything else you want to cover? I think uh, no, I think that's that's kind of the highlights. You know, the the team's gonna they're gonna have a Saturday scrimmage. Yeah. Okay, yeah. full padded scrimmage, and they're gonna be going after it. They're trying to figure out, they're still trying to figure out who can play, you know, who can, who's going to start, you know, coach Norvell and the team and the media, the media rule number rule number, I think number one or number two, uh, as one, uh, as one party told me, uh, said, you don't ask about the depth charge that much. They don't want to, they're not, they don't want to get into that. They don't want to get into injuries. They don't want to get into the depth chart. They don't want to get into a lot of things. So I'm not sure what the hell we learn, but it's mm-hmm. it, the media has to cover this because that's their damn job. Yeah. If your full-time job is to cover Florida State, you got to pump out something out there, right? You yeah. got to pump something out. So I get that. And I appreciate what these guys do. I do, you know, but but the coach is pretty, pretty close to the vest, yeah. you know, in that regard. But uh uh, it's going to be an exciting, it's going to be exciting. You better, you better put your seatbelts on and get ready to go. I've got one other thing before we that? terminate this and, and, and it's a shout out. It's not football. Okay. Oh, there we go. No, I, oh God. Please. Yeah, I am going to say it. Wait, no, 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 please. You, ladies okay. soccer, number one in the country, mm-hmm. number one rated preseason in the country with a new coach. Yep. Okay. Yep. With Brian Petsky. Yep. Hey, no bullseye on your back there, Brian. No pressure there, buddy. He comes in. Uh, he had to coach a lot of the, the girls to come back in yeah. out of the portal. He had to sell them on what who he is, what I'm here to do, and 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 so on. 
So yeah. best of luck to the Lady Knowles soccer. Uh, go out there and give them hell, ladies. Absolutely. No, totally, totally agree with you there. Yeah, this is a total. We do. Well, you made it sound like it was soccer. something off the topic. Like, yeah. Why do I scare you? I scare you a lot. Hey, on our Twitter, a lot of times some people say, well, we don't know if that's KD or you. Maybe I'm going to start putting my initials you BR should. next I think to you should. I think you, you Would should. you like me to do yes, that? I, I would. Okay, I'll put BR. You put KB when you said that. Yeah, okay. And then everybody will know who's sending out what. Okay. Uh, I would appreciate that. And, uh, <laughs> you know, if we have any soccer fans out there uh, who's yeah. interested, uh, Florida State released their their schedule. Uh, yeah. So you can go to the website and see that they opened up August 18th uh, with oh, South man. Carolina. So you can uh, check out the home schedule. Check, and, uh, check that schedule out. And uh, see if, if you uh, if they have any crossover no games. Cream cu- no cream puffs on that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check them out. Well, um, you got to play the best to be the best, yeah. right? So, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I think that's gonna they're gonna do it then for us. Uh, lots to go over. So we'll eventually have our part three before the season begins. We'll cover the the last third of the season, the last four games of the season for the ACC championship, and uh, we'll get our final record projections before the season. Um, and then, of course, we'll cover any breaking news, breaking topics that have to do with uh, Florida State. Um, and then we'll head into the first game of the season. We'll do a uh, a recap of the game, uh, Duquesne game, and uh, as we go into that. But like I said, if you don't follow us on Twitter already, it's Sentinels SL365 on Twitter. Um, you can follow us there. We do a lot more, uh, you know, kind of tweets. Bruce does a lot of tweets on on that end, so you can follow us there. And then, if as always, subscribe to uh, us here on YouTube at Sentinel Sideline 365. Give it a like, and then uh, follow us on Amazon, uh, Google Podcasts, and Apple. And uh, listen to us whenever uh, you have a chance. So uh, that'll do it for us. Thank you all for coming. And let us know if I should wear my hat more or not. Is there too much reflection? (laughs) Yep. Uh, All the listeners, you can't see it, but uh, you didn't miss much. So uh, thank you all. Uh, Have a good one. And uh, we'll see you next week. Take care, everyone. All right. Take care, everybody. Have a great week.